Welcome to the I Work For Him podcast. I'm Michael Miracle, producer of the I Work For Him radio program, the voice of the faith and work movement. Our mission is to transform the workplace of every Christian into a mission field. What does that look like in your workplace? Let's find out right now. You've tuned into I Work For Him, the mouthpiece of the faith and work movement. We're your hosts, Jim and Martha Brangenberg, for a special evening edition of I Work For Him. Kind of sounds like our own news channel, a special evening edition that is our you goal. by I Work For Him. That's right. So we're so glad that everybody's here with us this evening. And I really just don't want, I want to save all of our time for this great conversation. But thank you for joining us tonight. All right. Sometimes the relationships in our workplace and our community go to an all new level. Sometimes God asks you to go all in to save a friend's life. Joe Carroll felt that call to give his friend Larry Matthews one of his kidneys. But after all the qualifying, it turns out Joe's kidney is wired up with, well, it's really plumbed up with such complexity, the plumbing just can't be undone. A huge (laughs) disappointment for Larry and his wife, Julie, but also for Joe and his wife, Martha. So Larry still needs a kidney. I understand. My friend Bill went through the exact same scenario. He needed a kidney. And we did a show telling the world all about his need, hoping to find him a kidney. One of his good friends, Bob from Canada, stepped forward to donate but it didn't work out for Bob to be able to donate either. Then God had me step in and it's given me the greatest joy, the greatest gift in all my life, except for Jesus and of course my wife, Martha. And I got to donate my kidney to my friend, Bill. On December the 10th, 2018, we're going to share all that story and more, but let me introduce you to our guests this evening. We got Larry and Julie Matthews calling in from Dayton, Ohio, and we've got Joe and Martha Carroll calling in from San Antonio, Texas. Guys, Thank you for joining us tonight on I Work For Him. Glad to be here. Good evening to each of you. And I want to just say that Bill is watching. All right. And yeah, I invited my buddy Bill to go just in case. He was going to text me in case I screw up any of the details. All right. (laughs) So here's what I want to do. I want to talk about the need for a kidney. I sent you some questions. I don't want to do it. But Larry, let's just talk about your medical condition. Well, I've had chronic uh, kidney disease all my life uh, from a congenital birth defect this is finally just arrived where my kidney disease has um, precipitated uh, near kidney failure. So right now I have stage five kidney uh, disease uh, with about 11 to 14% kidney function. And uh, frankly, uh, I'm fortunate to be doing well. Uh, And you're not currently going through dialysis. No, a year ago I was preparing for dialysis, but my prayer was to get through the uh, school year without dialysis and if a kidney transplant happened that would be great but uh, we're trying to avoid dialysis at all costs so julie how does it make you feel as a wife knowing that larry needs a kidney and in order to be able to live without dialysis going forward Hmm. yeah that's a good question i well one of the things i feel is i I do feel fortunate kidney disease is a silent illness and so most people don't even know that they have it until they're facing death or dialysis uh, but we've had some time to consider treatment options. Um, and so I, I do feel fortunate in that, that we've been able to to get connected to a transplant center and so forth. And I also feel anxious, though, because as you can see, Larry presents often well. He looks okay, but um, people He's got a great tan. I mean, come on. <laughs> but, uh, one of the side effects is you look a little tanner if your kidney function decreases. Mm-hmm. So, uh, But he, he doesn't always feel as well as he looks. So. 
So one of the things, Jim, I think you can share with everybody is what Bill has told you when he was going through an experience in dialysis, just to kind of give people that perspective. So my buddy Bill, who needed a kidney, um, had uh, uh, cystic, polycystic kidney disease. And so his kidneys, he and I started praying for his donor almost 20 years before he actually got the donor from me, but his kidneys kept growing larger and larger. And and about the time that uh, his friend Bob's uh, donation fell through the doctor said bill your kidneys got to go they're 35 pounds each and they need to go imagine that larry 35 pound each kidneys and, and so bill had to have his kidneys yanked out they didn't set the world record but they were in a, a close second place and i'm not kidding uh, but bill then had to start going through dialysis and what he he would talk to me some days on the way to doing dialysis and he was pretty chipper knowing that he, he had been about 40 nah, 36 hours since he'd had the last dialysis but he was having a he, he knew what it was ahead of him a, a grueling time and when he was done with dialysis after hours of sitting uh in the dialysis chair it really it sucked the life out of him it was it was grueling and brutal and uh bill would just tell me jim this is my life now I really can't go anywhere because I can't be that far away from my dialysis machine. And so I knew that it really impacted him in a, in a deep way. But And he shared, we prayed our way through this. Again, we were praying for that other donor who ended up being me. I always feel guilty about the fact that I prayed for myself for like 20 years. So, <laughs> so Joe, Carol, you and Martha, we, you and I talked, Joe, months and months and months and months ago about this whole deal. What made you want to try to give Larry your kidney? And, and Martha, I'm going to ask you how you felt about it. Well, Larry and I have been friends since uh, we were at University of Texas in Austin together. And so uh, just, I just love Larry. And we've had the opportunity to be uh, pretty much lifelong friends with Larry and Julie. And so uh, I had seen different incidents of communication where Larry was struggling more and more. So we knew that. And I, once I heard the need, I just felt a real pull and a compulsion to help. And um, I figured if I was healthy enough, then I w- it was something I really wanted to do and start pursuing. And you and I, Jim, had a, and Martha, actually, we had a very long conversation one day. And that, that really helped prepare me a lot for what might be in store for me as a donor. Uh, and so it was after that that we started more pursuing that conversation. And um, Larry can maybe share, he, he shared some things with me actually recently that uh, I, I didn't remember that well, but um, I basically knocked on his door when he was at University of Texas in Austin recruiting a Bible study, and Larry um, uh, joined that Bible study. Uh, it was with the Navigator organization, and Larry went on, and Julie went on to become staff members and had served with the Navigators for, I don't know, 35 years or so, so wow. and we've supported them and been uh, appreciative to be a part of their ministry. So, hey, is that your roofer still making all that noise in the background? Or no, our <laughs> daughter who's in the military. I, it's okay. She's coming I got here. She's got a grand dog here. So oh, sorry about that. Grand oh, no, dog is no, there. That's just, okay. Our grand dog it's, is here. When we do a show at eight o'clock at night, anything can go. It's that's, it's just fine. That's exactly right. So so Martha, when you and Joe started talking about the possibility of doing a kidney donation for Larry, how were you feeling? Well, I, you know, have to be real honest. I immediately had fear. And so, um, so my first response was, well, I want you to talk to the Brandenburgs first. And then, um, I Googled online kidney donors 
and it said they live longer than regular people. I was like, oh, oh. I hope not. Oh no. Yeah. oh no! Oh no! I didn't read that. And so there are some exceptions, Jim. Okay, so. good. Bald guys. <laughs> Sorry, Martha. So I, it was like, um, Martha, where's your faith? Hmm. And if if Joe, if God's calling Joe to do this, then um, you know you you uh, you need to step up. And so I really prayed before the Lord and. And he really calmed my fears, and um, and I was able to say, you know, Lord, whatever, not my will, but Your will be done. Mm-hmm. And so, um, so let's go ahead, the Martha. Whole process, we, you know, we kept going, and and Joe kept passing the markers. And well, the other thing was, I saw Julie, and she told me Joe, Larry's blood type and I thought Joe had that blood type. And again, I felt like the Lord was saying, you know, who are, you know, who are you to be afraid? And I said, well, just, you know, it won't hurt. Just, you know, go ahead and see what happens. So, and by the end of it, I was really, really at peace with it and confident that he was going to take care of Joe and Larry. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about the process because as we're doing the show and I work for him tonight because I really want everybody to hear what an incredible gift it is to be able to donate your kidney. And and the process, so Joe calls me and I'm going to lay it all out for him. He goes, Jim, what was it really like? What's this all about? Because this process of finding out whether you qualify to give a kidney starts from the cheapest test to the most expensive test. And they leave the most expensive test to the end. But this is a process that takes three to four months to find out whether you can qualify to give somebody a kidney. So this is not an overnight process. And all along, Joe, they're trying to convince you, are you sure you want to do this? Are you really sure you want to do this? Is Larry cutting you a check in order to be able to do this? And are you feeling pressured to do this? I mean, they're, they're like, you know, is there money? Is, is Larry donating to your favorite charity? Oh, yeah, you have a charity. Is Larry making a big check to BLE? Uh, uh, you know, it, that's, I mean, ask those questions. I mean, <laughs> I've got to ask this question a ton of times. But the process starts off a peeing in a cup and giving a little blood. First, they're just saying, okay, what's the deal? And so you found out right away, Joe, you weren't Larry's blood type. Correct. All right, so yeah, then you're thinking. Are not, not the same blood type. And so they, they said that another option is to become a part of the National Kidney Registry Pairing Program. And that is where uh, if I am qualified and pass healthy enough, then they would pair me with another recipient and then they would find a, a donor for Larry. And so we would swap uh, yeah. in that regard. So it's more complicated. It's a lot more logistics, but it's been an effective program. Mm-hmm. So that's it's like what a, we, that's what we pursued. If you ever wa- if you ever read the Family Circus uh, comic on Sunday, where where little Billy is, you know, is always trekking all over the place. Right. He's, it, yeah. and, it, and that's what a kidney, when you're not given directly to the donor, that's what the kidney donation line looks like. It goes all over the place. And it could be 10, 12, 15, 20 people involved in the transfer in order to get a kidney from Joe to Larry. Okay, so the next process is you get to pee in a bucket all day long, put it in your refrigerator. There's something you never thought about doing. And, and carry it around with you when you go places. Carry it around. Well, or I think just, Jim worked at home that day. I worked day. at home that day. Uh, right, I, but just, and, and then, so for me, it was difficult. We don't have standard healthcare, uh, uh, health insurance. We've got um, healthcare sharing through Samaritan Ministries, a phenomenal organization. If you out there want to do healthcare sharing, save a ton of money over insurance. But I didn't have a doctor's office to go to to get my blood pressure checks because the next thing they check is all your blood pressure. They want to make sure your blood pressure is good because if you have high blood pressure, you don't get to donate your kidney. They're looking for ways all along to say, no, Joe, no go. Not going to happen. 
But I found this local office in Largo, Florida, and I went up to the manager and I said, listen, I got I to gotta get eight, uh, no, it was 10 blood pressure checks over the next couple of weeks. This is what I'm trying to do. Can you guys help? And they came back to me a day later and go, we'd be honored to help as long as you keep us informed of what happens in this whole deal. So, Joe, you had to go get blood pressure checks. You're doing all that. Then they suck you out and they're like, okay, now we need more blood. We need more blood. We want to check your genetic markers. We want to, we're checking all this stuff. But actually, probably then, by then, they weren't, you never had your genetic markers checked, did you? Because you didn't qualify with the blood type. Correct. Okay. All right. So that's what they had to do for me. But none of this was a big deal. It, it involved a little bit of time. But at the end of the first phase, they come back and say, okay, you can go forward to the next phase or no, you can't qualify because of your health or whatever the circumstances are. But I'm saying all this out here on the show because everybody needs to know this is not a big deal. The biggest deal was getting you and your spouse on the same page and getting your kids used to the idea because there is a 1%, less than 1% chance that you could die donating your kidney, but it's very rare and it happens in foreign countries when they rip them out and sell them on the back street. And, and let me just put it, I'm going to add something there because I found this to be very important is that the um the problem is when somebody goes home and they don't have a good support system at home after a surgery so right. um you know so really taking that element out of the conversation knowing that you know we have um, nurses in the family that were paying very close attention and being involved um that's that's the other very big key is that you've got somebody caring for you to get you through the, you know, the healing process. All right, so we're going to get back to Larry and Julie's story in a second. But just the rest of the process, honestly, a couple of days in a hospital with testing. Just them testing, again, from least expensive to most expensive, a whole bunch of different tests to find out, are you healthy enough to donate a kidney? You might want to give them, but are you healthy enough to donate a kidney? And I got to the end of the, of the test with the CAT scan where they take pictures of your kidneys with all kinds of fluid in them, and they show you the really cool pictures, and then they say either yes or no. And for me, they came out and said, Jim, you couldn't be a better match for your buddy Bill than if you were his son. And you can't be his son because all his sons have the same disease. So you're a perfect match. But Jim, because you're over 50, you haven't had a colonoscopy yet. You got to go get a colonoscopy. But the bottom line was, I eventually got qualified to donate my kidney. Joe, when they did your CAT scan, the news was different. Yeah, they, uh, that was the last thing they did. And we met with the team. And I will say that the National Kidney Registry, they are very thorough. They had an advocate for us. So it answered, Martha was with me in all the meetings and um, they really looked out to make sure that they weren't just trying to uh, just get a kidney. They were looking for mm. out for both people's health. And so I was very, very, it, it was very comforting. And they'll hold your hand through the process, answer questions. And so uh, we had a thumbs up. And the last thing is they found out that I had extra arteries and, and veins coming into my kidneys, which wasn't unhealthy for me, but it put me in a high risk as a donor. And it also put a recipient in a high risk to receive that many ports. So unfortunately, my connections, uh, my anatomy made me unqualified. But I think the point of what I want to say is that if you're interested, they will look out for you. Mm -hmm. And if you're not a good risk, they will tell you that. Hey, give a and shout so, out to your advocate. Give a shout out to your advocate. What was your advocate's name? Uh, well, I had a few. Erin, uh, you know, I don't remember her last name off the top of my head, but uh, she was great. Uh, we started off in 
of looking at doing this in, in Cincinnati, close to Larry and Julie. And due to COVID, it got complicated. So mm-hmm. what they did, they Imagine allowed that. us to switch to Austin, which is close to where we live, which was much better for us. Because we had, like what Martha is saying, that we had a much better support system close. Right. And, and, so and, and we had to do ours really across the country. I mean, so we did all our testing in Florida, but had to f- go to Minneapolis for all the final testing and did the donation in Minnesota on December the 10th, which, by the way, the weather in Minnesota, December 10th, a little bit different than it is in San Antonio. <laughs> All right. So, so I have a question. So, Martha, you guys found out that um, Joe wasn't going to be able to do a donation, and we understood all along it wasn't going to be directly to Larry, but it was for the result of getting Larry a kidney, the indirect donation. What kind of process? Did, what did you What did you feel as you found out that after you were at peace about it, it all happening, that you knew it wasn't going to be able to happen? Well, I was very disappointed. I mean, um, we both cried. Mm-hmm. Mm. It's tough. It's a lot of disappointment. People are going, wait a minute. You didn't have to have surgery. You didn't have to have your kidney ripped out of you, and you cried about it? But I'm mm-hmm. telling you, everybody listening tonight, I want you to hear. Giving the gift of a kidney to a friend or even through a chain, you know, in an abstract way to a friend, it's the greatest well, gift you, I you ever know, got. Joe has a real high kidney capacity, and all the numbers were really good, and I was sitting there going, well, you know, this isn't going to Larry, the lucky person that gets this kidney. The point of it was that I think in our minds and our hearts, we had already done this. Right. Mm-hmm. And so we thought that it was just a matter of logistics. And so um, Larry and I just had a wonderful conversation before that and after that. And um, he has just been a champion and, um, and he so, has his faith in the Lord and he, um, he knew this was God's answer to prayer. And so we, but each time in every email, he always included my name in it and said, I know it involves Martha too. Oh yeah. This was a, this was a partnership deal because after the kidney, after we, after I did my kidney surgery on December 10th, Martha was a caregiver for five weeks. I mean, there was some, there was some recovery there. I mean, and it just came to the fact because I'd never had a C-section before. That C-section, I had to, I had to get used. To, that was a, that was a little bit of an adjustment. Larry, let's let's talk. Hey, you got to keep this light I because about that analogy. Yeah, well, so. it pretty much is. You would have, you know, but you would have. But they don't give it as a bikini line. Like, no, you know, that's the ripoff for... deal. They don't give it as. I think I they should have a bikini line. Well, I, if I didn't know it was an option, I would have asked. Yeah, that, that... All right, that so was really important for me. So. Larry, <laughs> save us, Larry and Julie. <laughs> Larry, how did you and Julie deal with the news that Joe didn't qualify to donate? Well, I remember really early in the process, Joe told me, "Larry, they're trying to disqualify qualify me more than they are to accept me." Oh, absolutely. And I already know what the odds are, but Joe and I, we were pretty excited about this process, and. We actually had a great deal of hope at the end of his testing. Mm-hmm. So I started thinking that it was a possibility mm-hmm. and it grabbed me. I didn't even sleep uh, for a couple of nights after the testing. We're just wondering what the answer is going to be. Mm-hmm. So it was disappointing, but I was also ready for a no as well as a yes. Uh, we've really had to hold this whole process 
with an open hand. Um, Joe is not, a, every time I would tell someone that Joe was being tested, they'd say, oh, he's a match. I said, he's not a match. And, and they would look at me like really odd, like, then why is he donating? He's donating on my behalf. And I tell you, God has been praised more by my friends than I've ever seen them by something that they never have seen. Mm. They didn't ever met Joe. They just only heard the story. So my disappointment was for Joe as much as it was for me. But they really, Joe and Martha really wanted to do this. Mm -hmm. And it's still hard to grasp that Jim, you donated. Joe wanted to donate. The willing to do that is an amazing gift to someone like mm -hmm. me and to any other kidney disease patient. Mm -hmm. Well, I want to just shed a little bit of encouragement in this moment. And that is the fact that, you know, a very similar situation happened with our friend where somebody else was qualified all the way till the end and then couldn't. And that's what led us to finally get the, to fill mm -hmm. out the paperwork. We had the paperwork. I just want to tell you, we have we had the Wait, Bill's listening to the show. <laughs> he knows that. <laughs> yeah, he he knows. knows that. Um, but we had that package. But we, you know, we we didn't know about timing. We didn't know, but God had it all planned out. He he had perfect timing. So we hope that this conversation can compel in someone, whether it can be a direct donation or indirect, for people to think about the fact that God has given you something that you can give away. And um, this is an opportunity to do that. So, Julie, I want to go to you. What are the next steps for you guys? What, what are you um, attempting to do? And how can people possibly even get involved? Um, go ahead. Well, uh, we, uh, we have a Facebook page called Kidney for Larry. Um, and I think Larry posts every month about how he's doing. Um, it's just people that are praying with us and uh, we just take it one day at a time. He gets his blood drawn every other week. So sometimes we post about how the GFR is going up or down. Um, um, the idea uh, behind the kidney for Larry is just says people are interested and they want to promote uh, possibly uh, people applying to become living donors. And then we have a microsite with the National Kidney Registry. And I think you've got that up on your website. I have but them both um, within this Facebook Live so people can see the link right in the chat. Mm -hmm. The microsite has actually two links. One link is about kidney donation. It really kind of outlines a little bit of the process. It goes straight to the National Kidney uh, foundation and, and there's a lot of education on there about organ donation. And the second link is Larry's story. Uh, it tells, you know, why he needs a kidney, what we do, has a few pictures. And within that link is the 20 question form shoots it right to the University of Cincinnati Transplant Center. And you can start the application process for those who feel led. That's actually the best way that that people can uh, begin the process is on that website. Excellent. It just uh, goes straight to it. So listeners, um, I just want to encourage you to take a look at that. Go read Larry's story. Go um, join the Facebook group page, uh, Kidney for Larry. I have them both in our title portion of this show so that you can stay up to date on what's involved. And one of the things that Jim and I decided very early on in this whole process was that we really felt like God was calling us to be an advocate for living donation, um, that people don't really understand it. And, um, you know, I thought about the fact we should have had him wear his t-shirt tonight, but he has a t-shirt that says- There's a reason you know, why I'm not wearing it. 
Oh, well, this, one of the side effects of the kidney donation for me is I've gained about twelve pounds, and so the shirt looks like this. <laughs> okay, well, we won't we won't go to there, but but it, you know, Jesus gave his life for me. The least I could do was give Bill my kidney. You know that that was kind of a little bit of our of our theme, and so I just want to encourage the listeners get involved and and get connected and. Who knows what God's going to bring to the surface? Well, one of the things that really encouraged me a lot is they said that, you know, Larry's kidney function was very, was, is low. And the normal person's like between 90 and 120%. So I was a 111% kidney capacity. It was like, God gave us this extra capacity. Why don't we share it? Yeah. And so my brother has lived with one kidney since he's 18 and it's done fine. And so. I think it's opportunity for people to realize that, that God gives us excess capacity so we can share with others. So let's just talk about what's next for Larry and Julie. As they continue to search for a donor, we wanted to do the show tonight to let all of our I Work For Him audience, both on the live Facebook Live, our, our Facebook page, which has thousands of followers, and our podcast listenership, which has 10,000 or so followers at this point in time, we want to make sure you guys knew that Larry had a need. And if you are willing to consider donating a kidney, which will benefit unless you're a direct being able to be a direct donor to Larry, you may benefit dozens of people because you'll start this cascading effect mm-hmm. of, of matching up kidneys across the country. But let me just let you know what to expect because it, there is two or three months of testing and you know, you may look at me and go, Jim, you don't look perfectly healthy. You're a little rounder than you should be. They didn't seem to care about that too much. I'm not that overweight, although I am a little overweight, but it's just understanding you need to be prepared for what's ahead because if you do get the opportunity to donate your kidney, they're gonna, there's going to be some some uh, recovery time. I had three days in a hospital, recovery time. They said I could... First of all, it's great to understand. When you're the living kidney donor, they treat you like you're a superstar and like royalty in the, in, in the hospital. <laughs> I got as much pudding as I wanted. <laughs> um, but, but really, they said, when you feel good enough to go home, you can go home. After three days of them poking and prodding me, every hour in the middle of the night, I was ready to go home. But it, I had to learn how to walk again <laughs> because it cut all my stomach muscles. But, you know, really it was a couple of weeks of recovery, mm-hmm. and then I was exhausted for another three weeks after that. We didn't go back to back on the radio for five weeks after we did the kidney donation. Uh, but it was, I, I tell people, because I saw, I mean, let me just, let me just draw you guys this picture. And I know we're, we're going a little long tonight, but let me just draw you guys this picture. I, um, I tell people it's the greatest gift I ever got for Christmas, 2018. And here's what I mean. Uh, December the 10th, 2018, my kidney went from one surgery room on a metal tray into another surgery room and into my buddy Bill. And before they had it finished, they first they connect the artery. And before they had it finished wiring up the ureter, it was already working. That night, my buddy Bill peed eight liters. That's how well the kidney was working inside of him. They had told me before the surgery, you have to realize that if they put it, if, when we put this in Bill, it may not work. And I said, oh, heck no. The Lord doesn't have me go through this for this not to work. This is going to work. Just mark my words. And I got a cool, I got to pray with the nurses and the doctor. But um, I saw my buddy Bill come back to life. Uh, the next day he's calling me, he goes, when are you going to come up and see me? I'm like, uh, not today. <laughs> I'm not getting out of this bed. This, this hurts. I'm not getting up. And, and finally, two days after the surgery, he calls me and goes, when are you coming up? I'm like, I'm not ready. So he got in a wheelchair and rolled down to see me. Um, a lot of tears that night. But what a privilege to see uh, my buddy Bill just feeling so good with my kidney in him. Uh, and it's, to me, it's just an amazing thing. And for me, the recovery, you know, the two side effects. I got cold feet now. 
which I live in Florida, so that's not such a bad deal. And my metabolism slowed down a little bit. I have to work harder at keeping my weight down, which we're still working on that one. Do they have any other side effects? A little twitch. No. No. <laughs> Literally, I don't know that I've given up a kidney. I, I really don't. It hasn't affected anything I else. Think, I think I, I can say very um, confidently for all of us is that um, I, the biggest blessing is like we gained family. So the Boysons who have been longtime friends, you know, we feel an even deeper connection and they're chatting in here. And his daughter is also a kidney recipient from a living kidney donor. So um, we're very thankful for this program and want to encourage people um, to check it out for themselves and see what they can do with what God's already given them. So Larry and Julie, things haven't worked out the way you thought they would. Joe and Martha, things didn't work out the way you thought they would, but God's still in control and he's got a kidney out there for you. And we just wanted to honor you tonight mm-hmm. to let the world know you need a kidney and to let people know that if you've got two, you could share one. Most of the time, Joe's an exception. Most of the time, if you're healthy, they'll yank one out of you. And Joe's healthy. He's just got too much plumbing. They put some extra PVC in that new flexible piping in there, and it just it messed everything up. But seriously, if you've got two kidneys, you can live with just one. You can actually donate part of your liver, too, but I don't recommend doing it at the same time. Well, but they probably don't. They probably won't do that anyway. Yeah. But we just want to let everybody know that this living kidney thing, it's the, most, it's the greatest thing we can do to give up a little piece of something we don't really need. It's what Christ told us to do. The greatest love we can do is to give up our lives for a friend, and we're not talking about giving up your life. You're just talking about giving a kidney. So Larry and Julie, we want to pray for you guys before we go. Would that be all right? And, and I want to say that uh, I know that we're available to if people want to talk to us. Yeah. Uh, uh, Jim and Martha make themselves available. I'm sure you're welcome to contact us as well. We'd be glad to share our experience with you. That's a great point. If you have any questions, and I, Larry, I'm telling you this now, if you get somebody in the pipeline and they want to know what it's all about, just have him call me. That's what Joe did. I, I laid it all out for him. Uh, I just, I'm happy to talk to anybody. Anybody listen tonight or mm-hmm. listen to the podcast. If you have a question about this, you can contact me, Jim at IWorkForHim.com, Jim at IWorkTheNumberForHim.com. Best way to get a hold of me is on our email uh, or go to our website, IWorkForHim.com. Click on the Contact Us page. Um, this is our story. It's what God chose us to, to run out the rest of our lives with me with one kidney. And it is the greatest, like I said, the greatest gift I ever got for Christmas in December of 2018. So we're going to pray right now for Larry and his soon-to-be kidney and the gift that somebody gets to give by being able to donate that kidney. So we're going to ask for prayer right now. Father, we just lift up Larry and Julie right now and Larry's need for a kidney. You already know. We're not telling you something you don't know, but we, you do know who can be that donor. And we ask that you would inspire that donor even tonight to respond and say, I want to get in line to see if I can donate to Larry, whether I can do it directly or indirectly. Father, thank you for this time tonight. Lord, thank you for helping us to bring attention to the living kidney donor process. And Lord, we just pray for peace for Larry and Julie. And Lord, we just pray for Joe and Martha as they've got a new mission to help find a kidney for Larry because we know that they still wanted to do this. And Lord, thank you for their hearts and their commitment, not only to the city of San Antonio, Texas, but to their friends, Larry and Julie. And Father, we just thank you for all of this and for the answers to our prayers. In Jesus' name, amen. So thank you, Larry and Julie, for sharing a little bit of your story tonight. Thank you, Joe and Martha, for being transparent and sharing your story tonight. And thank you both just for joining us on I Work For Him. Thank you very much. Love you guys. Bye-bye. You've been listening to I Work For Him with your hosts, Jim and Martha Brangenberg. We're Christ followers. Our workplace, it's our mission field. But ultimately, I I work work for him. him. 
Thank you for listening to the I Work For Him podcast with your hosts, Jim and Martha Brangenberg. Please visit iworkforhim.com to learn more about connecting your faith and work, to join the I Work For Him nation, or subscribe to our weekly blog. You can also follow us on social media at I Work For Him to stay up to date and meet our guests. If today's message spoke to you, please subscribe, rate, and review the show on your favorite podcast platform. Your review will launch more workplace missionaries across America. That's at iworkforhim and online iworkforhim.com. I work the number four, him.com.